0: Welcome to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast, where we aim to give swimming the coverage and publicity it deserves. Every week, we celebrate the sport we love with amazing special
1: guests and topics from around the swimming pool. And now, here are
0: your hosts, Scott and Dan. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. I'm Scott and I'm joined as always by my good friend Dan. And on this week's show, we are joined by one of the most exciting young talents British Swimming has ever seen, really. Um, At the age of 14, he was the fastest 100 metre freestyler of all time. He's the fastest 16 year old we've ever seen in the UK. And at just the age of 16, he's going to be the youngest member of Team GB Swimming Squad in Tokyo. Welcome to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast, Jacob Whittle. How are you doing, Jacob?
1: I'm good, thank you. Thanks for the introduction. It's uh, very nice.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go through some of the times that you've hit because people need to be aware of these. They're, they're slightly bonkers. Um, mm, so you. at the age of 14 for the 100 meters freestyle, you swam a 50.3. And now at the age of 16, you've gone a 48.5. Yeah. it's not slow it's not slow no no it isn't no um yeah i feel like
1: yeah at the time it doesn't seem as fast as it is like when you when you swim it you're like oh it's like it you, the standard gets better and better every time you swim it mm. so when i went 50.3 it's like well i want to swim faster now i want to go 49 and then yeah. when you swim 49 it's you've never you've never got there it's just like it, it's it's never seems amazing because you want to go faster so yeah
0: do you do you ever kind of have to pinch yourself to realize sort of the names you're going faster than or like you said is it very much onto the next race kind of the professional mindset are you looking forward rather than looking at what you've done
1: yeah I think obviously swim Clam and think people like that always put articles out and mm. um and you always you always read them but you I feel like looking at people that you beat kind of in the past like Obviously, I see articles like you beat Dressel at his age or whatever, but it's no good beating Dressel when he was 16 because he isn't 16 anymore. Mm. Um, so I kind of just want to keep getting faster and try and get to their level where they are now, not kind of where they were when they were 16.
0: So you're kind of treating yourself now very much as a senior. The the junior times and records, that they don't matter unless you're podiuming at major events kind of thing.
1: Well, no. Now, now I've made, made my first senior team and I've started qualifying for these senior teams, I just kind of want to keep going on that role. If I can break through into the senior, senior level at this age, I'm going to make it so much better when I do get to that age just to keep focusing and keep going. Right. Um, if I just Obviously, it's nice to go to the junior meets and it's kind of a little bit of a, an ego boost. Like this year, <laughs> I can't go to European juniors. Um, yeah. But it's nice. It's nice to raise people at your own age after you've had such kind of Mm. two years of just racing seniors at ISL and wherever else it's just seniors so it's nice to just kind of kind of remember that you are still a junior but most of the time it's in the senior mindset now.
2: Do you feel any pressure at any stage because your name is always linked to like you said Caleb Dressel and Kyle Chalmers you got faster times than they were at 14 and 16 do you feel any sort of pressure on your shoulders at all?
1: Uh, no not really like obviously people always mention it but kind of every I just I have a laugh I enjoy it and that's kind of what what I do really um we had a meeting with Mel the other day um and and she was kind of like what what do you want to do at the games and and do you feel any pressure but I really I really don't all I want to do is just go and swim um Mm. I always kind of step up in a race um I've always been kind of one that's a lot faster in a race, the bigger the race, the faster I swim and, and the more I enjoy it. So I just, I just want to go racing. race and um, that's what I focus on. I don't feel any pressure. I just enjoy the, the experience.
0: I mean, if, if we go back a few years, at what point did you realize that swimming was working out for you? Yeah. When did you realize you were going to be good? Was it when you made the transition over to DaVincios?
1: Um, so I've always been kind of one of them people that when you do something, um, and you, you don't quite get it right, I have to keep doing it until I do get it right. Um, okay. so when I was younger, I was kind of doing learn to swim and my coach was like, yeah, that's not right. You're not kicking right. Kind of all of this. And then it was like, well, I'm going to keep doing this until I, I do get it right. Um, so this was kind of, I was back at, uh, in Mansfield doing learn to swim, um, and and I just kept going and trying to get better. Um, and then I got told kind of eventually, once I'd worked so hard at it, that I was too good for them. Um, mm. and I moved on to a to a local club, uh, Ripley Rascals. Um, and and then I got put in the small pool back again. So I'd kinda of gone from being in the big pool being the best to being put with the all of the younger ones again. Um, and that kind of gave me another boost because I was being told that I wasn't good enough. And I saw all these people going to galas and and going and racing at, um, at league galas and, and whatever. And I just, every time I asked, can I, can I go in that team? Can I just give that one chance to race in this team? And they just said, no, you're not good enough. So I, I kept going back and trying to improve. And I just feel like that mindset is what made me realise that I'm actually going to go further in swimming because that was just the one thing that I kept doing. Um so there wasn't one specific time. I just I just always wanted to get better and keep getting better. And it, it's still the case now. I finish I finish race and I go, that's good, but I'm looking at bigger things. I want to go faster and what else can I what else can I do more?
2: That's a perfect mentality, isn't it? Yeah. I think with the goal setting that you have, I mean, you don't, obviously you've got big plans, but it's the little goals you've got to achieve first. And then once you, it's almost like a step ladder, you do little goals, little goals, little goals, and you reach that big goal. Um, I suppose, what is the, the main goal for you? Is it to win Olympic gold?
1: Um, obviously, everybody's everybody's aim is, obviously when you're younger, make the Olympic team, get an Olympic final, get an Olympic medal, get an Olympic gold, world record, whatever else in there. They're all things that I'd obviously look to do and I'd love to do. Um, But as long as I keep enjoying swimming and I keep improving on things, whether that's just technique or whether it's my fly kicks off a turn or whatever it is, just as long as I keep improving, having fun, travelling the world, making friends and meeting people that are at such high level, um, Mm. I'm meeting my goals already and I'm succeeding. So um, as long as I can do what I enjoy, um, I've succeeded um, so I've not really got any goals as such. I want to get a gold medal here or win Worlds or whatever. Um, obviously, I want to do them all and they're all my dreams, but um, I can't just say one thing that I want to do.
0: Before lockdown and coronavirus, you were very much part of Team DaVincios. And we've spoken yeah. to your previous coach, Jamie Main. He's doing a fantastic job there. The The names that have come out of DaVentio over the past, it, it's a historically good club for producing English talent. And um, we've talked through the setup with him there and it, yeah. it's incredible what they're doing. But since COVID hit, pool time became a little bit harder at DaVinci and you've transitioned over, is it full time now at Loughborough just for the build up of the Olympics?
1: Yeah, so um, last year, kind of, um, I'm not sure when it was, about June time, um, mm. I moved maybe a little bit earlier. Um, I moved to the national centre in Loughborough, um, in just to try and get a little bit of pool time getting with some of the top level guys. It was kind of like, Mel called it a COVID camp. Um, Mm. She's got a lot of energy. So it was kind of a little bit of fun for kind of the three or four months that we had um, doing some hard training with Luke and some of the other guys uh, doing some long meters. Um, And I really enjoyed it because I was kind of swimming with some of the people that I'd looked up to for kind of my whole life, really, when when you've been seeing people on the TV and then suddenly, you're in a pool, whether that's in Mel's squad or whether that's day squad, you're turning up to the pool and you're there with them. Um, so I just really, really enjoyed that. Um, so I carried on through. Um, we had a little break in August um, and then obviously went to ISL. Um, but I trained, trained with Mel all the way through really um, and mm. then carried on this season.
0: Do you think getting thrown into that elite environment at such a young age has, has pushed you onto that next level has helped you transition into the elite side quite quickly
1: yeah uh, i feel like that that has been a a massive part in it and being with people that that really that really know the sport a lot better than i do and they've they've had a lot more experiences obviously training with adam he knows hell of a lot more than anybody else anybody else i know does Um, Mm -hmm. so he's he's very experienced mel's very experienced and and the whole squad really um, knows what they're doing, and and I kind of feel like I came in, I was a bit of an underdog, and I, and I started learning very quickly, um, and I'm still learning now. Mel and the whole squad's trying to teach me, um, whether that's big things or little things. Um, Rob in the gym's trying to teach me how to clean at the minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's there's a lot of lessons that come from uh, training with them guys, and it's just amazing that that I've got that support there. Um, I've got kind of, Adam, Adam really wants to help me and, uh, and he's doing a lot of work with me and my parents at the minute to try and just help me um, with the Olympics and, and things like that. So it's just a great environment to be in um, with, with them having such good experiences.
2: Well, we saw on social media, you were training with, uh, it was Adam Peasey and Luke Greenbank. I think you're doing some core exercises and the, the intensity Savage. looks so high. <laughs> Has that been the biggest notice for you? The the intensity is so much higher.
1: Yeah, I feel like when I first came in, it was kind of the pressure is really on when you get into the pool because they're all training at such high level and um, kind of everybody everybody does it a little bit different. So we've got like a few groups that kind of work within Mel's group, Um, but I kind of move around the the groups um, getting a little bit of everything. So when I'm training with Luke, we're doing like six seven k. Long meters, but Luke does it extra short rest, extra quick, regardless of what <laughs> Mel does on the t- on the sheet, and he just bashes it out. And I'm hanging, <laughs> hanging, <laughs> trying to trying to stay with him. Um, but then obviously when I go with Anna, it's a little bit more relaxed. But we're trying to hit the stroke perfectly and mm. do short bursts, um, just making sure that I get everything right. Um, but yeah, when when I'm training with with them guys, the pressure is definitely on because kind of in in core, Adam's just absolutely mental. He's, like, shouting at you. Uh, going <laughs> it's just, like, going absolutely crazy. Um, but it, it definitely pushes you on and motivates you, just having guys around you like that.
2: So, because you're 16, do you do gym exercises, so the weights and stuff like that, or do you not do that just yet?
1: Yeah, within, like, the last year or so, I've been gradually building up um, to, now I've I've been doing like one gym session a week for the past year or so, but not really been doing um, like lifting or or anything really hard. Like I'm trying okay, to just yeah. yeah get my technique perfect for maybe next year, the year after. Um, mm-hmm. So my technique's perfect, so I can start and lift lift a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been trying to phase into that, but just for technique basis really. Um, but the core, the core and kind of cardio kind of thing is the main the
0: main focus for me yeah i mean there's absolutely no need to rush into lifting weights when you've got such a long future in the sport it's only gonna well it could burn you out if you you crack onto it way too early
2: michael andrews only just started doing weights and he's now 21 22 so
0: he started and he stopped again so in theory you got like five years yeah (laughs) um is training at loughborough the the future after tokyo after covid are you are you moving there? Kind of full time?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm going to, going to Loughborough College next year, um, and can, I'm still staying at home, but training down here full time. Mm. Um, so has been Jamie's been working um, part time down here, just to, um, on a voluntary basis, um, helping out on, at the centre and helping me, uh, but uh, loads of the other guys as well because they enjoy working with him. Mm. Um, so kind of it's been great to work with Mel and Jamie. Um, so, um, we're not necessarily sure what's going to happen uh moving forward, but we're going to still keep working with Jamie, even though I'm in Mel's squad.
0: Yeah, mm. I think it, it, it's kind of the exact same route, if I'm remembering correctly, that Abby Wood did. I think she moved down to Loughborough at the age of like 16, um, yeah. from DaVentio and slowly made her way through the Loughborough ranks at yeah. that point. Um shall we talk a little bit about ISL? Because yeah, sure. the, the the draft has obviously just happened. You were part of the New York Breakers last year at yeah. a ridiculously young age and leading off some very good relay teams. How much of that did you act as a sponge? Because you're there with Michael Andrew, who is arguably the best junior swimmer ever. And he's yeah. made now he's made a very, very successful transition to seniors he's now leading the world in 200 IM uh, 100 breaststroke he's not too bad 53 he's all over the place how much did you learn from being part of what was a very young team at ISL
1: yeah no it was, it was a great experience and breakers was just so good um because we were we were kind of the underdogs going in um nobody really expected much of us um, and we didn't expect loads of ourselves but we knew that we were good um, and we knew that all we could do was enjoy it really. Um so we were very relaxed um but we we kind of focused when it counted um and it and it was just absolutely amazing really um the coaches were great um and the team was at very a very high level um working with Michael Andrew um and people like that working with Joe um and it just brought us all very, very close. Um, as to the point this year where we don't really want the team to be to be yeah. broken up um yeah. but yeah it was just such an amazing experience and and it kind of mixed up the year a little bit because last year was very kind of in lockdown every session was very similar we turned up we trained we went home not much talking in it um obviously distance and it was very repetitive obviously every year's repetitive as such in swimming but we normally have meets to break it up and things like that and we had nothing really, um, so ISL was a really nice change to be tri- training with different people um, and racing against people um, that are the best in the world. Really,
2: you must have been pretty happy to be in the top fifteen picks. I, I, were you surprised by that? Were you expecting us to go into a draft and go to another team potentially? What were your thoughts?
1: Um, well, we kind of we obviously all got the option um, to say whether we wanted to be protected by brokers or not, um, and I kind of thought. Well, why would I say no, really? Um, because mm. in my opinion, if I went into the draft, it's me ri- being really risky. If I don't get picked up, um, mm. I've kind of shot myself in the foot, really. Um, so I was—I obviously want to go back to Breakers anyway. Such a great team. Um, and there's plenty of Brits on there as well. Um, and it's what I know. So I said that I'd, I want to come back. Um, and, and Martin, uh, the head coach, said that they want me back. Um, obviously, when Tina was there, she... Um, I got on really well with Tina and the, and the Andrew family um, and mm. they said last year that they're really interested in having me back this year um, and I think that they've got a very much a focus on uh, the junior side of swimming and, and mm. they want to kind of develop junior swimming um, mm. b- because it also gets a lot of interest in the league um, and it gets a lot of interest for the breakers as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can tell by the picks that they made in the draft, well, when this goes out last week, there's the only 16 year old who's gone faster than you in the team as well. So I think that's actually going to be a really fun combo seeing you guys race together. We, we, we actually can't wait.
2: The relay is going to be so good. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really good. Yeah. They're on the relay. Yeah. It'd be good.
0: Now we we've spoken in the past a little bit about how ISL helps an athlete out kind of financially. And as a 16 year old, who's obviously not had a lot of time in the sport or earned enough of a reputation to get massive sponsors to pay him good money how much yep. does the, the finance available through ISL actually help you out?
1: Oh yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Really, um, obviously, I get I do get funding, but it kind of it doesn't really cover too much, um, especially mm. this year with COVID. Um, we kind of last year we were we paid a little bit for like gym equipment and stuff like that for funding, um, and then kind of saved it because we knew that there might be camps and stuff like that uh, that was coming up, and then at the start of the year we kind of got hit with. Uh, all the manchester meets and glasgow yeah. and trials and just all the expenses with with that so kind of that was where all my funding went so ISL really kind of helped with that because my parents obviously um were covering some of that um so ISL was kind of a godsend really um <laughs> along with my funding so yeah. um also it's covered for for a car for me for my first car so um it's well, just meant that I can get to training a lot lot easier when when it uh, when
0: I'm 17 so I was, I was going to say it's a leg up that not many swimmers have actually had in the past I think it might because there was tons of Brits who got selected the other day I think it, it might actually give them a chance to stay in the sport a lot longer and we might see a few of those later bloomers coming through yeah. that were so yeah. rare before
1: yeah definitely I feel like ISL given people a lot more of a chance and these people on at ISL that are gonna that that are kind of driving the older ages of sport. There's, there's plenty mm. of people on there that are getting into the late 30s, early 40s, still swimming at, mm. at ISL and, and at that level. So, like, obviously, because we've got 50 flies, 50 breasts, can, the events that you don't normally see, it, mm. it helps keep them in the sport. Um, so I feel like, yeah, it's definitely helping to keep people in the sport and the fact that we get paid to do it as well. Um, is definitely a big incentive to stay as well.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think that was our biggest uh, question was, because, of course, the first ISL match is about three, four weeks after Tokyo. So you think maybe the big guns, because it's been a five-year cycle, they might actually be missing this year's ISL. But yeah. the majority of, they're, they're all swimming, which is absolutely great. So it's they're obviously behind the concept of ISL, which is, yeah. um, which is the whole point of it, I suppose. Uh, I'm going to change it slightly. Because of course, ISL is short course. Do you prefer yeah. racing short course to long course? Uh,
1: no, I've always preferred long course, uh, but that's kind of because I'm very stroke dominant. Um, obviously, because I'm younger, I've not got enough power to kind of keep up with the uh, the older, the older, more powerful guys on the starts and the turns. Um, it's something that I've been working on very heavily with Mel and the guys at the centre with on my starts and, and things like that but I've, I've I've always been better long course um because i have such a powerful stroke and such a long stroke um but i really do enjoy racing short course it's just it mixes it up it breaks the season up um and and it makes it more interesting as well everybody just loves a little bit of short course racing
0: <laughs> you need to uh did. <laughs> yeah no I, yeah. I weirdly i liked racing short course but now when i look back my times were better long course so god knows what happened there um i was gonna the say major you need meets to the long
2: course weren't they so
0: yeah yeah i was gonna say you need to sit down with uh dan's favorite swimmer joe and uh just go through the underwater <laughs> and turns with him because oh, yeah. he's a phenomenal yeah. they're pretty good, need they? a bit of work going there
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if we look forward to to tokyo you're obviously I mentioned in the the preview, you're the youngest member of team GB. Do you feel like the youngest member or do you just feel like one of, one of the squad?
1: No, I feel like we're all kind of the same now, um, because we've been to, uh, we went to Budapest all together. We went uh, to Glasgow as a team as well, staying in the same hotel, um, Mm. and stayed separate. So I feel like we're all kind of, we all know, we know the team, we know each other, um, and it was kind of one of the big things because in Budapest, um, there was a lot of juniors there already um, because they, they had a big focus on, on juniors going. Um, so I, I feel like British Women had a big push on trying to make the seniors involve juniors a lot more. Um, so we, we had a meeting with, um, with the psychologist and kind of wrote down what, what kind of we, we want from each other. Um, and one of the things was kind of including everybody, regardless of their experience, and just trying to share each other's experiences um, together. And, and the team did absolutely amazing. At like, I kind of in Budapest, I thought maybe um, it'd be kind of like the older guys, Jimmy, Guy, Adam, PT, uh, Dino, all together, um, and then the, the younger lots
0: in a group as well. But we all we
1: all went to we all all went as a group.
0: I mean, Tom Dean's not that old. He's, well, he's only like twenty-one, isn't he? Or twenty-two. Yeah. At my
1: age, he's one of the older lot. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: <very> <laughs> that's true. No, we've spoken he's... to
2: a few summers. Anna Hopkin, Max Litchfield, um, Sarah Vase. They all said the group cohesion in the British team right now is probably well. Anna said the best it's ever been. So yeah. um, it's, it must be it must be such a fantastic feeling being a part of that team.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, even when even at some of my like the junior meets that I've been to. Um, on some of the junior teams, the 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 group hasn't been as close as they are now. Um, when we went to Budapest, we we're kind of always together. We we're always with some some summers, whether that was like eating together after we kind of with the normal text doing some recovery, lay on the floor all all together as a team, watching a film together, sat together talking with each other. We we're always doing something together, um, which is just it's just great because it. Outside of the pool, um, sometimes you just you forget about everybody that, that you've been swimming with. Um yeah. and you just go home, you you FaceTime your friends, and, and that's it. So
0: it's just such a great team to be part of, and and it's a great experience, really. Yeah, I mean it, it's certainly gonna settle the nerves when you go over to Tokyo and you're all locked away with each other. It is it's good that you all get on. Um yeah. one of the biggest questions I have for you is obviously going to the Olympics under the age of 18 is, is fairly rare. Are are there any differences that you know of? Obviously you've not gone yet. Are there any differences for yourself going as an under 18 year old?
1: Yeah. Well, as far as we know, there is no different whatsoever. Um, right. obviously not normally at the Olympics, it'd be one big party once it's finished. Um, kind of everybody going out on I'm an absolute crazy one, really. But, um, with COVID and stuff, it's go st- two days after your race, you can fly home. Um, and, and there's kind of, we're not even going to the closing ceremony. So,
0: um, yeah, there's, I'm really there's no alcohol either, is there?
1: No. So <laughs> I'm really not all. missing, I'm really not missing anything there. And, and the rules are, are completely the same for everybody.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so there's really, really no difference.
0: So no chaperones, no anything like that. It's I guess with everything like the partying being cancelled, it's almost the best Olympics to go to as an under 18.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of the, the team manager always kind of checks in with with the the juniors, but it's never it's never really like you have to go with somebody to every mm. everywhere or whatever. Cause it's the same with every team that I go to, really. When in Budapest it was it was similar, but um it's never really kind of There's never really a chaperone as such. Um, So Dawn, team manager, she's kind of classed as a person responsible. But as long as she knows that you're with somebody, it's completely fine. So there's really no difference. Um, And I I trust that I'm going to be with somebody that's obviously going to be there to look after me if I need anyway.
2: Mm, Yeah. Kinda of reminds me of like Speeder League when you're on the, all on the bus, you know, they're all you're all under 15, but there's always one sort of team manager or chaperone. So I imagine it's something along those sort of lines, I guess. Yeah. But um, how's your preparation been? Are you feeling fast? Are You feeling ready?
1: Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing a lot, lot of work recently. Um, kind of digging us into a little bit of of a hole uh, during Glasgow and stuff. Um, we're just starting to come back up now, getting into getting into taper, which is always a good. Which, which is always a good time. Um, everybody yeah. love, loves yeah. their start of taper. Um But yeah, it's it's been tough. Um, a lot of kind of long meters with Luke and short stuff with Anna and kind mm. of a mixture of stuff. Um, it's always, as I keep mentioning, the worst stuff is the long stuff with Luke. Mm. He loves, to, <laughs> he loves learning about it
0: finally we've had a guest on who says they've started their taper i mean you have no idea how many people we've been speaking to just like yeah i'm in a really bad hole right now (laughs) cannot wait for taper
1: yeah well we're just about we're just about to like properly start so we're coming down sessions are getting a little bit easier we still got a lot of hard ones in there um yesterday morning was a really tough one um, and and we always have we're always going to have some speed bursts in there, but it will slowly slowly start coming down now.
2: I think this is the thing with sprinters. Sprinters always have a longer taper, mm-hmm. so I imagine like Max Litchfield still probably banging out another week or so yet, and then he's going to yeah. go down a little yeah. bit. So the beauty yeah. of being a sprinter. I wish I was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it is the nice. It is nice, but we still did. We still do a few long longer sets anyway. Uh, at least at my age, because if I go a little bit shorter. Um, it's just like I'm not going to have that base when I get older because you always, yeah, your races yeah. always do kind of go down, um, mm. go down in length as you get older, unless you're kind of um, a freak, really.
0: Yeah, <laughs> do you, <laughs> you don't let go up. But um, do yeah. you know what your optimum distance is right now? Because to me, it looks like the hundred is is sorted. Is 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 brilliant. Yeah. Are you choosing whether to then go up to the two or go down to the 50? Do you have to make that sort of decision right now, or are you just waiting to see what kind of works for you?
1: Yeah, well, I'm I'm obviously always trying to work on them all, but I train, I train for the 100 and the 200 always comes and the 50 always comes. So I mm. always, m- me and Mel and Jamie, we always focus on the 100 because it always helps me on the two and helps me on the 50. That's just mm. how, how my training works so i do I do front end speed for the hundred and it kind of helps my back end speed for my two hundred and then I kind of do a bit of back end pace and it helps my fifty and it all kind of joins together um and at the minute i'm I'm faster at the hundred, but that's just because I do enjoy that i thoroughly enjoy the hundred and i mm-hmm. and I've done so many hundreds now that I just got the per, at the perfect pace for it um I know exactly what I need to do I know exactly the times that I can do. I know the race, and I, I can literally like just focus on the race, and I, I can sit here and just like visualize it. Uh, mm. Whereas the two hundred, it just it changes so often. Um, I kind of every time I swim it, it's a little bit different, um, just because I never I never really focus on that one uh, totally. And then the fifty is just a little bit of fun, really, mm. um, and I, I just keep I keep that one in the bag. And if I if I can. Keep getting faster at that, then, uh, then great. Um, and I just really I want to keep all three going for as long as I can. Um, even if I get slow at the 50 and the 200, I still I'm still going to keep doing them at meets because it fills my schedule and it gives me something else to focus on. Really
2: the the good thing about being a hundred meter swimmer is that you can go for the individual and you've got relays. So you've got the mixed relay, the medley relay, the freestyle relay, there's there's different options. Whereas the 50 meter, let's say Ben Proud, for example, he just does the one race. Whereas now mm. you've got a little bit more options, but of course you're still 16. So you've got a bit of time. Here. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, well, I was
0: going to say, concentrating then on the two, you also want to be part of that four by two relay mm. because I mean, the potential of that come, I mean, this Olympics, the potential is nuts, but come Paris as well, where you've got Matt who's who's pretty good like tom yeah. dean's not old duncan's not old they're all going to get there so if you can get your two up to that sort of standard and maybe even just swim a heat swim there's, there's yeah. some great opportunities for you
1: yeah well i'm i'm looking really good in the uh, 200 really um mm. my, my pace is never really never really perfect i always get out and i go well I can do this better but i'm always i've always been a swimmer that kind of i look at what i've done i see what i did wrong and then i do that next time but um, I just don't, like I said, I don't do it enough to kind of perfect that pace. And, and I never mm. really do stand up 200s in training because especially now I'm focused on the 100. Mm. Um, but every time I swim the 200, really, I drop time. Um, and I've dropped I've dropped like two seconds uh, this year. So I just keep doing it, keep learning my pace and keep trying to drop time. Um, but like I said, I focus on the 100 and then the rest really comes.
0: Yeah, I mean you're still 16. There's there's so much time to actually figure out how to race a 200. I'm sure Dana tell you because yeah. he used to race it, he's still not overly figured out what's best. He just went for it.
1: You no, know, it changes every time, really. Um, and mm. it's different for everybody. Um, and it's it's different in every circumstance. Um, in Glasgow, the heats was completely different to the final. Um, obviously swimming kind of ne- swimming next to Jimmy, going uh 148 or whatever he did. Uh, 148 low. I went 148 high. Is a lot different to swimming next to Duncan, and he went 146 low, and I went 148 low. Um, It's just a completely different race, and you have to swim it completely different because if you don't go out with him, you're going to be absolutely swamped with his waves going out. But then Mm. you go out with him, you're going to be hanging in the last hundred. So you just have to kind of decide what you're going to do before and expect that. So every race Mm -hmm. I do is a little bit different.
2: It's race management, isn't it? In the end, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, Jacob, big, big question for Tokyo. What is your aim? Is yeah. it? I'm not sure. The you're not swimming an individual, are you? Yes. Yeah. Are you swimming? Yeah. What individual are you swimming? The hundred. Oh, awesome! I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. if I'm thinking correctly, is Duncan therefore not swimming the hundred?
1: No, Duncan never planned on doing the, uh, the 100. He's just got such a tight schedule. Um, I think it's 2am on the same day as the semi final for the 100 free, something like that. Um, mm, yeah. Got such a busy one, and, and it's it's going to take a lot for him to make the final and make a medal. Um, so he's mm. focused on the other ones, I think.
2: So that's mental. Our, our representatives for that 100 metre freestyle is a 16 year old and an 18 year old for 100 <laughs> metre freestyle. That is mental. How good's that?
0: We've wow. got a very good chance of reaching semi-finals and finals as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is the aim to progress? Is the aim to PB? What what is the aim for Tokyo?
1: Yeah, I've got I've got really high hopes. Really, I'm I'm training really fast. Um, doing sets I did before trials and before Glasgow, and I'm just so much faster. Um, and I, and I always kind of I've always been the, a summer to either equal what I did or get faster really. Um. Mm. So, Really looking forward to seeing what I can do. Um, obviously forty-eight five in Glasgow and um not tapered and unshaved.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm trying it, to think. I think there's a there's a forty-seven there. And yeah, forty-seven might might just sneak a final.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah,
0: probably. It'd yeah.
2: Well.
1: yeah, it'd be exciting.
2: We spoke to um we spoke to Jamie uh, and he said that sometimes you can't do hundred percent effort in racing because sometimes you like you sort of slip the water and your arms spin a bit too much. He said that you, your best way of swimming it is to swim at ninety five percent
1: I've got a really long uh, distance per stroke uh, kind of like nearly two meters um and um kind of if if I go really high rate and, and try and hit a really um like if I'm doing a 50 speed, um, it just never really I never catch the stroke right, um, and that's mm. that's not because my strokes in the pressure. It's just because I'm going that fast that my hands can't find the right place in the water. So if I go at that 90, 95 percent uh, kind of range and get my get my rate a little bit slower, but focus on power through my stroke, um, I always catch the water a lot better and and i mm. faster by going a little bit slower. So. Mel always says no showboat in the first 15 meters or whatever. Um, because I she says I always pop up and I I go max and, and it and it looks like I'm just trying too hard and not swimming fast. Um yeah. but like she says, Oh, you are like a little kid that's first learning to swim and you're just going all out with your own <laughs> anywhere.
0: Um so, yeah. I mean, you're six you're sixteen, she so you could give you a little bit of a break. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it get a little bit of stick, but that's just because I'm the youngest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Jacob. Well, I, I think that kind of nicely kind of concludes this this podcast. If you don't mind, we usually do some quick fire questions with our pro guests. Do yeah. you sign up for those? Yeah, sure, sure. So, what is your favorite event? Oh, hundred free. <laughs> Who is your swimming idol? Um, everybody that I train with, really. Everybody in in Loughborough. Nice. I like that answer um what's your proudest moment in swimming so far um, I think I haven't got a proudest moment, but the
1: the the time that I'm the proudest is if I improve on some on a swim uh kind mm. of, if I go if Mel says what do you want to do in this race I tell her what I want to do in this race or I want to do six five kicks off this wall I'm proud if I do that
0: that six five kick uh, okay. God, very yeah. pragmatic mind for such a young head. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, that's when the goal, the goal setting comes back yeah. in again. See the mentality is incredible. Um, what's the hardest set you've ever done? Um oh, that's a good one. Um, I feel
1: like everybody's done some absolutely dreadful sets. Um, but um the worst ones for me are the really, really long ones that you get so bored on doing, and you just you cut your arms can't take it, um, and mm. then El shouting at you on full side. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I did eight one thousands once, and it was one oh. Oh, one pull paddles, um, and it's kind of descends to max. So the last hundred is max, um, and okay. um, one pull paddles, one swim. That was absolutely dreadful. Um, we did that one in Malaga. Was that oh, with James?
0: As a sprinter, uh, well, I would hate that.
1: I wasn't in Jamie's squad at the time. That was with Jack Chambers. Um, but yeah, in DaVenture.
2: Oh, <sighs> that's horrid. <And> How do you, <laughs> mo- you stay motivated in that session? You, I, I would be away with the fairies. I would lose concentration big time.
1: You don't. <laughs> there's was uh, <laughs> uh, only me and one other person that made it through. Everybody else finished. Everybody stopped.
0: <laughs> mm. um, and if you were to go on a road trip, You've got three spaces in the car. They can be friends, family, or celebrities. Who would you have with you?
1: um, Depends where we're going, really. Um, um, I'd take Adam. Take I'd take Adam Petey, um, as long as he wasn't in charge of the music. Music, Um, (laughs) uh, just um, he's got some. He can tell some interesting stories, and he he likes talking. Um, oh, who else would I take? Um, I'd probably take one of my family members. I couldn't decide which, but somebody from my family.
0: They're all listening. That's a smart answer. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Jacob, well, it's been so much fun having you on the podcast. Honestly, I think you've got massive things ahead of you. The the attitude that you've got towards swimming, and like Dan said, your goal setting is mm. I mean people at the age of 25 30 would be lucky to have that sort of that sort of attitude.
2: Thank you. Oh, yeah, well we wish you the best of luck for Tokyo and we're so happy that you're swimming a, an individual as well. You're going mm. the experience you're going to gain is massive and 3 years until Paris as well. I mean, yeah, I mean we've got our, our expectations are so high of you right now but uh, <laughs> but no pressure like that. that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Awesome stuff, Jacob. Well, enjoy the rest of your evening and we're hopefully we will hopefully speak to you again very soon.
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me.
0: No yeah, problem cheers, at Jake. All. Thank you. So that just about rounds up this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. Thank you for everyone who has listened. I believe that is our last guest until Tokyo. In the next few weeks, we will be doing preview podcasts. We will be breaking down every event, every day, every schedule. We'll be going wild. Um, but if you haven't subscribed already, please do so on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And from myself, Scott, I will see you in seven days. And we'll catch you on the next one, guys.
1: You've been listening to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast with Scott and Dan. We want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as checking out the Propulsion Swimming YouTube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix. We will be back next week. Until
0: then, we'll catch you on the next one.